Hey, what's up everyone? This is Jason Tucker, WP Water Cooler, episode number 97. Today we're going to be talking about the top tips for WordPress blogging. We brought an expert. His name is Steve. So let's go around the room quick here and get everyone introduced. We're going to start out with Adam. Adam, tell us about yourself. Uh, I'm Adam, and I have a blog, and I'm currently in my garage. Nice. nice. And those things are related. <laughs> How's the weather in the garage? <laughs> Balmy, all right. How about you, Chris? Adam, Adam, tell them how many years you've been blogging. Uh, I just had my 10th anniversary, believe it or not. So. Wow. Nice. Dang. Yeah. That's right. Like we said, we brought the pros between Adam and Steve Zingit. And he's still Stop using it. Google Type. Stop it. This is, this is going to be an awesome show. My name is Chris Lama, and I blog over at chrislama.com. And I run the North County San Diego WordPress Meetup, which is meeting tomorrow night, where Steve is going to be talking. Very cool. What about you, Greg? I'm Greg Taylor, uh, and I run Marketing Press here in Tempe, Arizona. And uh, you can get us at marketingpress.com. I've been blogging for about five or six years. Very nice. What about you, Say? Um, my name is Say Reed, and I blog sometimes, but, you know... Not occasionally. Um, at Sayreed Media on all the things and WordPress stuff, I do that also. Very cool. Thanks. What about you, Steve? <laughs> Good. Sorry for my delay today. I'm uh, Steve Zango. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup, and we'll be meeting tonight uh, in my office in Huntington Beach at 7 o'clock. With no Wi-Fi. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Oh, I didn't think about that. Hopefully, we'll have Wi-Fi. Oh no! And and you blog a lot. Verizon on the phone. He does blog a lot. He's blogorific. How about you, Suzette? I love that. Hello, everybody. Oh, thank you. Hello, everybody. I'm Suzette Frank from Media Temple. I'm the WordPress evangelist, and I just got back from WordCamp my Milwaukee, and that's why I have the hat on. And next week is New York WordCamp, so I'm excited for that. Very cool. My name is Jason Tucker. You can find me at Jason Tucker on Twitter, and I blog all about audio and video at WPmedia.pro. So, man, it's been a good week, hasn't it? So let's talk a little bit about blogging and getting started maybe and maybe some of the, the top tips of blogging. We've got a few uh, great bloggers in the room here, so um, who, wants to, who wants to take the first uh, stab let's, at it? Let's just ask Steve what's going on. Yeah, I really want to hear from Steve. He started blogging like mad. Uh, is, is this why I came on? Did I come on for comic relief today? Yes. <laughs> Every I used, day. To, blog, Every I used day. to blog annually, and I'm now starting to blog more. How's that? Monthly. It's like a monthly. Oh, Wait, hold on. People, if you've paid attention, last year, Steve rolled into 2013 with a good two blog posts, and in the last three weeks... He's done two or three blog posts. So one a week. Yeah, oh. one per week. Oh. Oh. Yes. But you're not committing to weekly, right? You're not committing just, to weekly. Well, I'm gonna catch up. To, I'm trying to catch up to Chris. I'm doing weekly, then I'm gonna do daily, and then I'm gonna do three times daily. And I think <laughs> in about in about five Wait, years. Wait, are we still talking about Chris. blogging? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, move on. Steve, let's oh, move on. Okay, but I think this is this is a real big part of it for me. So I have a question for both Chris 
and um, Adam, and that is where is your the which WordPress plugin are you using for the magic? Um, that was last commitment. <laughs> the, the commitment um, uh, plugin that allows you to make those commitments and stick to it. Do you? What's your secret? <laughs> Adam, Adam do you want to do you want to tell her? Or? You could tell her. Yeah. So, so WP do it already? What? Adam, Adam, and Adam and I have a plugin on GitHub, but it's a private GitHub account, so you yeah, can't right. actually access it. Yeah. Um, we 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 could potentially sell it to you as a premium plugin, but it would be pretty expensive, say. Yeah, well, and we can't know. afford to do support, so, so. <laughs> exactly. And you got to figure out the licensing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, then what? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell you, honestly, I, I started a habit of reading every day back when I was about 12, and um, it was because a teacher, you know, really kind of, uh, you know, kind of explained and extolled the, the, um, the virtues and values of, of, and benefits of reading every day, even if it was just, her take was just 15 minutes. Just 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be a big deal. By the time I was... Um, in, in college and, and out of college, I was I was reading probably somewhere in the order of uh, 120 to 150 books a year, and uh, and the benefit of that was that you eventually got used to doing something every day. So I know there are runners, I know there are athletes out there or folks that go to the gym and they just do it every day. And when you're if you're a runner and you and you know that that's what you do. And someone says, oh, but it's raining. Like, I, I have a, a friend who just looks at the rain and goes, yeah, okay, she puts on a, a light windbreak or whatever, and then goes running. Because he's like, I run. That's what I do every day. Um, do you and, read uh, in the rain? He runs in the rain. <laughs> do you, no, do you they, read they in the rain? I don't know how you do that. Waterproof paper. <laughs> um, I, don't, I, don't, um, I don't run in the rain. I, I don't run in the plane. And, uh, <laughs> and I read Dr. Seuss every day. And I, don't run, on the mean. I don't run in Spain. But, um, <laughs> but I, I do, I read every day. And so a little over probably a year and a half ago or whatever, um, I started uh, writing every day. And initially it was uh, stuff I really, really knew easily and well. So I could sit down and, and write for 20 to 30 minutes without a problem. Um, over time, you'd start tackling more difficult stuff. The other day, I wrote a post that probably took me two hours of writing, which is not normal, but um, there was a lot of step-by-step -step writing, and so I was taking some screenshots and writing and taking screenshots and writing, and so it took a longer time. But uh, um, I think that at, at the end of the day, I guess my, my main point is you you do it by doing it and working at it, and when you miss a day, you circle back and you start the next day and you, you don't worry about it. You don't stress over it. You're not trying to keep a record. You just keep doing it, and eventually... Oh, it wait, we're keeping a record. I just want you to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> eventually, eventually you just... We are. You develop a habit, right? It is, and it's hard to start that habit, too, because I remember one time, a long time ago, I was in a 30-day blogging challenge with Chris and Jason and a bunch of people, and it was so hard. I did it, but it was so hard to blog every day. Thanks for not incriminating me. I appreciate that. So the biggest, thing, the biggest thing I always tell everybody about you know, how to get started blogging and how to keep the momentum rolling is to, is to give it the time that it, that it deserves in order to get things going. So a lot of it is is just scheduling the activity just like I'd schedule any other business activity. 
And I always say that. So I have certain time from 6.30 to 7.30 in the morning. You know, I'll start working on posts. And, you know, I just make sure that I have them, you know, I have that time blocked out just for writing. And I can, you know, I'm able to commit to that. Yeah. Hey, um, speaking of committing to things, Adam, um, I've heard yeah. you have a little <laughs> bit about something to say about blogging. Yeah, I do a little thing um, when I encourage new bloggers, and I just call it "Blogging's Like Sex" because um, it's fun. Um, but it, it goes like <laughs> blogging is fun when you schedule it and force yourself yeah. to do it. I do not schedule it. Just but, like sex. <laughs> but yeah, so my my little thing is that blogging's like sex. It's going to be awkward at first. Protection? Yes. <laughs> no, but it's going to it is going to be awkward at first. You have to get used to it. Second thing is it does get better with experience. Like, it just gets easier. <laughs> um, next thing is that blogging's like sex. It's not always going to be awesome. Um, and and sometimes if you're like... Sometimes it's just routine. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I meant you hire a writer. <laughs> hey, hey. Come on. That's not one of my points, but it could be that you could hire a professional. Um, to lose a stand-in is what you're saying. Yeah, so the next one is wrong. Uh, next one is... The next one's blogging like sex because sometimes it's lonely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I comment. And then uh, lastly, blogging is like sex. When it's right, the earth shakes. So you just know when you get it right, right? You blog alone a lot, Adam? <laughs> um, Adam, Adam, wrote, Adam wrote a single post about why Snapchat was, was, uh, was a, a bad thing oh, and man. worth removing. And... Uh, and that post got how many? What kind of traffic did it get, Adam? I know in one day it got uh, 1.25 million uniques or whatever. So wow. yeah, that was, that I was, was cool. I, I think anyway. Yeah. So okay, so there's no magic plugin, commitment, all that good stuff. So do you guys use anything WordPress related to blog, like editorial calendar or some other fancy schmancy edit flow that type of edit stuff? flow? I've used that before, um, and I use that on blogs that we manage, like as a company, um, you know, to keep the bloggers kind of just to keep the content flowing. Uh, personally, I just use Simple Note. I use Simple Note to just keep my topics going. So if I'm uh, driving to the car and I remember something and we hit a stoplight, I'd stop and write it down. Or if I'm in a meeting and it's really boring, um, I'll start blog or writing down ideas. <laughs> So something like Simple Note totally works, and then sometimes even, uh, believe it or not, I'm away from the internet, so I actually will write posts in Simple Note and then just copy and paste them later. But I mean, yeah, that, I like, that's yeah. I like using Evernote a lot for different yeah. ideas. And, yeah. And, uh, Plus one for Evernote. I love Evernote. and whatnot. You yeah. can also do audio posts with Evernote. It's yep. really handy. Like you can just talk into it, and it does a really good job. So you could do that as well. And yeah, then do actually, um. To, to get distraction-free, I actually write uh, with my iPad sometimes using that WordPress app. Um, I find that pretty helpful just to get away from my computer because it's got, you know, too many things going on or whatever. Um, sometimes just go into a coffee shop or whatever and, and having 30 minutes to write, you can pound out a post. <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that. I store ideas. <laughs> Um, I store ideas in Evernote, and then if there are articles that I read that I think, oh, I want to, I want to either do a different take on this article, but I don't want to do it right away. So if if Greg publishes a post today, I don't, I don't want to hijack any of the traffic he's going to get today by writing a reply today because all of a sudden it's going to be more about the the reply or something like that. So I'll let it sit for a week or two and then say, <laughs> okay, I'd like to circle back and bring now 
additive attention, right? Mm -hmm. So when I write a post, not only will I get some traffic, but I'll be able to say, here's a reference back to Greg's post and then send him even more traffic, which gives gives him a little benefit and, and keeps us friends. But at the same time, um, I store that article in Evernote so I don't forget, right? Yep. So you, you end up having all these different articles and comments or, you know, so I have little categories like I agree or I disagree or, you know, here's an example, go, go further and I'll tag them so that later if I'm if I'm literally stuck going, I don't know what to write about today, right. I just open up Evernote and go, oh, here's something I want to do and I can look by, oh, this is last month and then, and then write on it. That's like blogging and networking like all just rolled up into one <laughs> little package right there. <laughs> okay, yeah, do you a, guys there's a there plugin a... tool. There's a plugin tool for Evernote called Sintanote that you may want to take a look at. Ooh, hmm. what does that do? Um, it it lets you kind of keep notes as the things that you want to talk about in a blog post and then convert it into a blog post. Oh. That's cool. That was gonna be my next question. What's There's gotta be a plugin. Say again. What was the name of that pl that plugin? Sintanote. It's called Sintanote. Sintanote. Sint and then I and then note. Oh, okay, cool. So I've been, um, I think that looks really cool. I haven't used it, obviously, because um, you just told us about it. But um, <laughs> it looks really cool. Um, I, like, I like typing my, my posts, but every now and then if I am, uh, it, you know, in the a passenger in the car, not driving per se, but a passenger in the car, um, I also have uh, an app called Rev, R-E-V, mm. um, which... Uh, lets me speak into my phone and it records it, but it also allows me to click a button and send it off to um, a service that will uh, transcribe it into text and send oh, it back to me. That's cool. And uh, when I was writing one of my eBooks, it was really helpful because I was in I was traveling and so I was in hotels every night, and so the 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 cab ride from the uh, office to the hotel was long enough that I could record a roughly speaking, a 10-minute chapter talking and then hit the button. And by the time I got to the hotel, you know, and had dinner and, and kind of got in the room, uh, I had the transcript already there, right? And I was like, oh, this is this is perfect. So, and I, I publish those often as blog posts first, and then depending on how well they do, I assemble them together and put them in the book, so. Cool. That's very cool. Cool. Do any of you guys have you or do you? You don't because you're saying that you don't. But do you guys use editorial calendar? I've been looking at that one for um, some of my clients. Maybe me. I don't know. I yeah, do. We, I, I don't use the plugin per se, but I do use the the an editorial calendar. And a lot of times it's just uh, scheduled events like in Basecamp or even just a handwritten calendar on a whiteboard in my office. Editorial calendar is cool because it's basically you know a calendar grid in your dashboard um, in the thing, and then you can basically assign posts right to different dates, so you can see what you're kind of, you know, it's the exact same thing taking the whiteboard but putting it in your dashboard and connecting it to real posts. So I haven't I used it. I think Editflow has that. Yeah, yeah, my work, we're using Asana to kind of do that. Uh, just, you know, one place where everybody's all tied in. They can see yeah, what's happening, how we can schedule out social media posts that kind of co you know, coincide with it and get all those pieces together. Are there any uh, interconnectivity between Asana? Any plugins? And maybe no, Rev? Nothing? Nothing, that we're, nothing that we've looked into using. It's mainly just, uh, you know, trying to get the right topic to write about and then getting that put out there. So, Plugin yeah, opportunity... 
Hasana posts to WordPress. Go. That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I think one of the things when you're talking about managing a multi-author blog, um, we do quite a bit of that. We use Basecamp and we use, actually we just use Google uh, Drive stuff quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I mean one of the things that we have to overcome a lot of times is that people who are good bloggers might not necessarily be you know, WordPress users or they might not be really savvy. So giving them a login account we've found has actually led to them not posting quite as much as if we just uh, use Basecamp to set up a, a reminder or email them personally and say, you know, hey, you told us you'd write a post. Uh, it's due in three days or whatever. Um, we, we find that really effective in managing multi-author blogs as opposed to making them log into WordPress because, like I said, most of them just won't. Well, and, really? and you could even use the email to WordPress, you know, feature, so you could actually email the post into it, have it sit right. there as a draft, have an editor go in there, make the editorial changes they need to, and then publish well, it. But unless edit, editorial or edit flow or one of those plugins kind of handles that, wouldn't that just then go directly, like, to all the posts so there wouldn't be, like, you know, you just have random posts in there? Well, you would have the post, but you'd have it just sitting in there, you know, so and it's, like, kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. You just have to like you just have to expect it though, because it wouldn't necessarily be attributed well, edit, to an author or any of that stuff. Well, EditFlow does allow you to have an author, and it will notify other people too once it changes status. Yeah. yeah. So you could have it as a pending. You can create different statuses with EditFlow, like pending or needs review, and then have it notify certain people um, when it, when it changes status. So that's pretty handy. Yeah, totally. I just, just actually um, looked up a plugin um, that would notify. Um, I was working with someone that when I would edit something for them, they weren't getting any notifications at all. There's no default notification that and, um, something's been changed, or that it, you know, it says submit for review as a post, but it doesn't say um, it doesn't do anything when you submit it for review. So there's actually a plugin. I can get the name of it um, that just sends an email to the admin when something is submitted for review. So it's not oh, as bulky okay. as um, EditFlow, but it's just like a... Is that the hey, WP site... Is that like WP site post status notifications or something like that? Well, hold on. I'll look it up where <laughs> I said <laughs> it. I'm going to go get it. Here's a question I have for, I guess, Chris and Adam. You know, a lot of the content that we find for our blog, we end up use, you know, recycling different questions that clients ask us, or you know, client questions that they should be asking us. How else, do you, you know, do you guys go about finding relevant, good topics to constantly keep the content train rolling? I, I know, prefer personally for me, I don't read books like uh, Chris does. He's Apparently got way more leisure time than I do. I do read quite a bit of uh, other people's blogs. You know, you use you know various RSS readers to kind of keep up with what people are saying. And like Chris mentioned earlier, that kind of sometimes generates topics all by itself because you agree or disagree with something. Um, you know, so I, I use stuff like that. I know people who kind of just game Google, so they'll go and they'll see uh, what uh, people are searching for on their site or they're what, you know, something they want to be rated highly, and then they write content around that. I don't personally do that. I find that to be very cheap content. Those people aren't going to stick around and become subscribers or, you know, be my new best friend or whatever. But uh, It's yeah, a great way to produce initial content, though, when you're just starting to, like, build out a blog for a business or something. That's It's, it's something that can give someone, especially business owners, you know, who I work with, they're not writers, they're not trying to be right. bloggers, but they need to have some base content. So doing that, you know, just judging it, you know, strictly SEO writing 
while it may not be like totally authentic in the long term, right. is I think in the short term kind of writing around um, the topics can help flush out content. So yeah, that's part I of that. Just thing. To add that no, as a caveat. I think that's part of that. It's going to be awkward at first thing. Just mm-hmm. getting that content out there, and then you start to learn what your audience Sometimes responds to. Sometimes you don't see the internet at first, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but people will you'll learn what people respond to, and then you'll start writing around that. So. Well, getting your content out there is one thing, but what are um, Chris and Adam? What are you guys doing to let people know that you have new content? I mean, what is your? Do you have like a regular thing that you do to let people know that you have new content out there? Well, well, one of the things that you know to answer both your questions, one of the things mm-hmm. that that Greg I do is I I am part of a couple of Facebook groups the Orange County one um, and the advanced WordPress one and so people will ask questions there or there'll be topics there that are that people are wondering about and so um, that is a source of topic ideas and and that's also where I may push that same content right back and say okay Mm -hmm. you're asking this question here's my take on it Um, and so uh, it it helps that specific person who was asking the question, but also, um, you know, attacks the broader dynamic of of you know more people being interested in knowing that take. Um, the other thing is, Greg, in terms of topic, um, I find it's helpful to have kinds of categories, kinds of topics. So. Sure. Uh, news stories are different than personal reflections, are different than tutorials, which are different than product recommendations, which are different than spotlight posts, which are different than interviews, which are different than kind of motivational posts, right? So I have kind of seven seven categories, and each of those have a slightly different frame or structure, which lets me write in that structure relatively quickly because I, I tell the, the story or I, tell the, the, I write the post in, in much the same way when it's in that category. But because I have those categories, it's really easy to go, okay, who haven't I interviewed yet? Or what products haven't I reviewed yet? Or what spotlight, where would I like to kind of put a focus on, um, you know, someone who's doing something well? Because like like say said, you're doing networking. Well, the, the benefit of the blog is not just to write all about me. It's to write about other people, things allowing me to point my light onto what I think is out there that's interesting and special that other people go, oh, hey, thanks for that. Sure. Oh, great tips. Building community, man. <laughs> uh, specifically, I, I use the default Facebook plugin, um, which does a really good job of integrating with WordPress and then sending that to a, uh, have a Facebook page around my group, my uh, blog. Uh, so it sends that, and I can share, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, and then I just I use the uh, default uh, Jetpack sharing options uh, also. with So when I put, do a post, it automatically goes out on Twitter and to LinkedIn and to... Google Plus. Yeah, and that was going to be my next question. Like, how do you feel about automatically posting? I think I, I prefer like what Chris was saying, like really targeted and really reaching out to the community and seeing what they're asking and posting relevant content. But I do use the Jetpack sharing plugin, and it's awesome. But I think it's important to also combine that with what Chris is saying, where you yeah. have that personal touch, where you're actually reaching out to the people and giving them information they need and helping other people in the process. Yeah, I look at those uh, channels really as nothing different than I would look at my RSS feed or my email feed. Uh, I I really just feed that one time a day, and then people, it just kind of notifies everyone. Um, So they know what to do from there. I mean, the interesting thing is, as a blogger, it's really frustrating because I'll spend, sometimes I'll, like Chris mentioned, I'll spend a long time on a post, and nothing happens to it. Um, so maybe you'll get a little bit of traction, and that's super frustrating. I remember actually that, uh, that Snapchat post I wrote the day that it came out, 
it got a couple thousand views, but I was a little bit disappointed because I put in three or four hours of work, and it just took a long time to percolate uh, until the time was right, and then somebody who had seen it before shared it, and it went crazy. So, uh, That's you know, another I, good point, though, like, though, right? Yeah. Didn't you? Like, I, I didn't did, you get syndicated kind of deal? Uh, actually, with that one, I wrote it in August, and it did well at first. Like, it did, like, 100,000 unique views. Um, so that was really well, but then it was four months later, actually. I was on vacation. I didn't even know. Um, so what are you using to track, like, your but, but the Huffington Post picked it up. Sorry, I really want to hear the end of the story. What <laughs> happened to this post? There's yeah. more. 100,000 yeah, views is not the end. No, but I, I, yeah, I didn't push it, though. Somebody else pushed it for me after that, so... But where did they push it to? You got listed on Huffington. It was no. Well, it, did, it ended up on Huffington, but that was such a small blip. All that traffic, uh, like ninety something percent of it, came from Facebook. So really? Just, yeah. Wow, that's like a social sharing success story. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's because Facebook is now like pretty much like an RSS feed aggregator in a way. Yeah. A really, really bad one. A really bad it one. Doesn't let you configure it yourself. It only all. has twelve-hour delays. It's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. What you guys were just talking about. I think that you know the other part of blogging is to figure out what's your broadcast strategy. How are you going to get this yeah. out to people in the best way for them to receive it? You know, is it from That's Twitter? True. Is it in a newsletter? Or is it, you know, like Chris said, through Facebook groups? You know, there's a... Blog subscriptions are awesome, too. Yeah. yeah. All those things. Okay, so if you're blogging and you're promoting, then you're going to have to... You're obviously trying to, like, build the conversation, right? And do, like, the, the online relationship building thing. So you have to then start paying attention to the comments that are happening on your blog. So do you guys have any secrets to how you manage con comments or deal with spam or spam-type comments? I think those are different questions. Chris, they are totally different questions. Yeah. <laughs> Answer all of them. Go. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I just try to... If people tweet at me or, you know, leave a comment or whatever, I'm just polite and respond if I can or, you know. It probably looks douchey to some people, but I do retweet people's nice comments sometimes because it just gives me an excuse to push that link out again. Um, stuff like that. No, um, that's a great that's idea. Douchey I don't at all. That, I don't <laughs> think it's douchey at all. Yeah, me neither. Well, <laughs> some people in my world definitely think it's douchey. So yeah. I've never. They're just jealous. Mm. They, they are jealous. Yeah. No one say anything nice about them. Yeah. <laughs> Eat my dirt. Um, I do deal with spammers. Uh, not spammers. I deal with trolls pretty aggressively. Yeah. Um, I, I actually wrote a blog post. I can I'll dig up the, and share the link about how I how I deal with them. Typically, I I try to respond to them by trying to pull them back into the conversation as opposed to just straight up trolling. Um, That's so human of you. I know, but then I block. <laughs> them. Like, you know, I have no problem blocking somebody, uh, but I do try to steer them back. I find that probably mo you know seventy five percent of trolls are really just it's just misguided. Um, you know, they're they're just trying to be a smart ass. Uh, or misinformed, usually. oftentimes, yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, I thought they were just bored and wanted to cause trouble. Or trying to be a smart ass. It took yeah, me trying to be a smart ass, yeah. It took me a long time to realize that the website was named chrissumma.com and that I had total control over the property. <laughs> so, um, I know it's silly to say, but when someone writes a comment, you kind of feel like, um, well, they wrote it, so I should let it stand. And... So all of a sudden, I was letting some comments stand that I, I really didn't like. And uh, it eventually, you kind of build up the muster to go, you know what? Delete. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm now, you know, if it furthers the conversation, if it's helpful, even if they disagree, but it's helpful, right. 
and a useful perspective, I let it go through. But if it's just a jerk to be a jerk, um, even if they don't use file language or whatever, I just like, it's my site. Delete. Right. They can go write a full blog post about it somewhere else if they feel like, you know, doing it, but I don't need to hear it here, so. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I, I, I like a, your blog a, post a, too. You know, <laughs> for bloggers, for blog commenters or something, they can go leave a bad blog comment review. I, I actually have no problem uh, searching back to their IP address, finding who they are, and outing them. Um, I find that to be pretty effective. <laughs> it isn't as hard as you would think it is, but, uh, yeah, uh, and that's that's kind of been... A very it's uh, the opposite of passive aggressive, but it, it it feels really good to out. Yeah, out so I bet that's it's, satisfying. It's aggressive, aggressive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. You seem so mild mannered, Adam. So Adam, are you using <laughs> with a VPN in order to be able to leave comments? I'm sorry. Do you use Tor with a VPN connection to leave no. comments? <laughs> no, but some people need to leave comments on my blog, for sure. Now they will, especially since you said that. <laughs> I'm being watched. Yeah, wait, let me Even read this still, down. you can track them down. It's not that hard. People, trolls are stupid, you know, so they'll use the same <laughs> handle often. Definitely. Yeah. Troll the trolls. Use the you trolls. You troll them. Absolutely. That's right. Well, th- that's about it. Episode on that. WP Troller. That's a new think... coming soon. Exactly. Well, I think that's about it for today. I want to say thank you all for being on the show here. Um, Steve had to leave. He was having some issues with his internet access. He left in Florida. Make sure you go and look at the show notes. Click on all the links for all the different um, you know, blogs and sites and stuff that everyone from the panel here has um, been putting some hard work into. Also, make sure you go over to our YouTube channel, click the like button, hit subscribe, and if you just want to listen to us, we're on iTunes and SoundCloud. So, talk to awesome. you next time. See ya. See ya, guys. Bye. Peace.